The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we're going to be discussing Albus Dumbledore and a theory about how he always seemed to maintain some level of control. First things first, Dumbledore is unquestionably one of the most powerful and intelligent wizards to have ever lived. While at school, Dumbledore's magical abilities consistently turned heads, particularly his skills surrounding charms and transfiguration. He also did exceptionally well on his newts and owls. Griselda Marchbanks, a professor working for the Wizarding Examinations Authority, remarked that Albus was able to do things with a wand that she had never seen before. Remember that. He was remarkably wise, cunning, tactical, and even emotionally intelligent. But while Dumbledore may very well be all of these things, the series often portrayed him to be practically omniscient, so much so that it's even remarked upon by other characters. You are omniscient as ever, Dumbledore. Oh no, merely friendly with the local barman. And while this may have been a somewhat playful comment on Dumbledore's behalf, I think that there may actually be some pointers in the story that helped to explain Dumbledore's seemingly all-knowing perspective. Dumbledore, throughout the books, just seems to give off an overwhelming feeling that he knows what's going around him at all times. And as it turns out, there may be a practical explanation for this. Enter Chocolate Frog Cards. Chocolate Frog Cards were magical trading cards that displayed pictures of famous figures in the wizarding world and included a little bit of information about them. They could be obtained by purchasing chocolate frogs, which contained a random card inside. The famous cards are first discussed by Ron Weasley on the Hogwarts Express in The Philosopher's Stone. Chocolate frogs have cards inside them, you know, to collect. Famous witches and wizards. I've got about 500, but I haven't got a gripper or Ptolemy. As for the history of the cards, we don't actually know when they were introduced. However, we do know that they underwent a packaging change in 1926. The theory is this, Dumbledore utilized his portraits on the chocolate frog cards to spy on people, creating the perfect network for espionage. These collectible cards were extremely popular in the wizarding world, and since Dumbledore's card was quite common, it could have served as a potential source of communication. Just as Dumbledore made use of the headmaster portraits in his office at Hogwarts to send messages and observe other locations, it is plausible that he could have employed a similar tactic with his chocolate frog equivalent. This would of course require some magical tampering, but given Dumbledore's ingenuity, it is reasonable to assume that he would have been capable of such manipulation. And who pops up on a chocolate frog card as early as Harry's very first encounter with Ron Weasley and Hermione Granger aboard the Hogwarts Express? Why, Albus Dumbledore, of course. Harry is introduced to Dumbledore somewhat through the chocolate frog card he opens on the train to Hogwarts. But Harry can't quite comprehend why Dumbledore's picture keeps disappearing. To this, Ron explains to Harry that Dumbledore can't be there all the time. And while this comes across as a fairly innocuous, potentially playful comment, maybe he really can't be there all the time. The reason being that he's gone off to spy on someone else. Furthermore, Dumbledore demonstrates other spying techniques in the series. Like in the Order of the Phoenix, when he employed the portraits of past Hogwarts headmasters and headmistresses, to gather information on the Department of Mysteries. If the chocolate frog cards could indeed be used similarly to the portraits in the Hogwarts headmaster's office, 
they could serve as an extensive network of spies for Dumbledore throughout the wizarding world. Since most individuals in possession of a chocolate frog card would be unsuspecting witches and wizards, it would provide Dumbledore with a means to observe their surroundings and to gain valuable insights. Alright, so that's the theory. Now let's take a look at a few arguments for and against. Titles In the Order of the Phoenix, Dumbledore was stripped of many honors the wizarding world had bestowed on him, and one of the first things he was informed of was that he had been removed from the wizengamot. Upon hearing this news, Dumbledore didn't really seem to care, but one thing he did mention is that he did not want to be removed from the chocolate frog cards. This remark, at face value, seems typical of Dumbledore's humorous nature, but in the face of this theory may now hold deeper meaning. During this period in time, Dumbledore's influence in the wizarding world was waning, and he may have seen his chocolate frog cards as a way of staying connected to current events. For example, imagine if the Minister for Magic kept one of his cards hidden in his desk. Via this card, Dumbledore could have received valuable information on how the government was handling, or not handling, the return of the Dark Lord. Thus, it would make sense that losing his position on the Chocolate Frog cards would be the accolade Dumbledore would want to preserve above all else. They're trying to discredit him. Didn't you see the Daily Prophet last week? They reported that he'd been voted out the chairmanship of the International Confederation of Wizards because he's getting old and losing his grip. But it's not true. He was voted out by Ministry Wizards after he made a speech announcing Voldemort's return. They've demoted him from Chief Warlock on the Wizengamot. That's the Wizard High Court. And they're talking about taking away his Order of Merlin first class, too. But Dumbledore says he doesn't care what they do as long as they don't take him off the Chocolate Frog cards. Ron's response Next, I want to go all the way back to the Philosopher's Stone and Harry's first encounter with Dumbledore's card. The logistics of how Dumbledore would utilize chocolate frog cards are rather intricate. The theory suggests that the images on these cards have the ability to move between the various collectibles scattered throughout the wizarding world. Ron's remark to Harry on the Hogwarts Express seems to support this notion. When Dumbledore's image vanished from Harry's card, Ron commented, Well, you can't expect him to hang around all day, can you? This implies that there might only be a single, or perhaps a few, miniature Dumbledore figures that can jump from card to card. Furthermore, in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, it's revealed that individuals depicted in portraits have the ability to move to other portraits of themselves, regardless of the distance between them. This explains why Harry, Ron, and Hermione took Phineas Nigellus Black's portrait from Grimald Place. If such inter-portrait travel was feasible, and if chocolate frog cards operated under the same principle, then this theory regarding Harry Potter could indeed be quite plausible. Issues Alright, so hopefully I've been able to convince you of this theory thus far. Here come some of the holes. First of all, this theory only works on the basis that chocolate frog cards work just like magical portraits. I actually happened to have made a video on magical portraits, and during that process I discovered just how intricate these portraits are, particularly headmaster's portraits. Dumbledore was a particularly gifted wizard, but in some ways the magic required for a secret informant network of chocolate frog cards seems out of reach. Next, we have the ethical considerations. There are plenty of theories out there suggesting that Dumbledore was of dubious morality, and the plausibility of this theory may very well depend on your own perspective of Dumbledore. If you subscribe to the idea that Dumbledore was a puppet master who manipulated people, this theory might just work for you. But if you subscribe more to the belief that Dumbledore was very much a reformed and benevolent man, then it may not tick as many boxes. 
Having a network of chocolate frog card informants would be extremely unethical and a massive breach of privacy to, well, anyone that had a card. Then again, the argument could also be made by Dumbledore that it was all for the greater good. And that's it for this video. What do you think? Did Dumbledore have a secret network of chocolate frog card informants? Was he capable of such a thing? Let me know in the comments below. If you enjoyed the content, please like the video and subscribe to the channel. Also be sure to check out extra content on my second channel, Harry Potter Theory Extra, as well as audio-only content on Spotify. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and to forget to live.